Hello, I'm Dr. Rongan Chatterjee. Welcome to a brand new week of Built to Thrive. And all this week, we're going to be exploring nourishment. Now, I want to start our week together by telling you about a remarkable scientific study that sums up why foods and how we nourish ourselves is so, so important. It took place in 2017 when a group of Australian researchers studied 67 adults who had already been diagnosed with depression. Now, these people were already on a form of treatment, and then they were randomly assigned into two different groups. Roughly half the people were put into what we call a nutritional intervention group. The other half were given what we call social supports, but no change was made to their diets. Now, the first group, that nutritional intervention group, basically were given dedicated time with a qualified nutritionist. They were given personalized meal plans and plenty of support to improve their diets. Their diets were made up of minimally processed foods, and amongst other things, they were asked to increase their intake of fiber, oily fish, and colorful vegetables. 12 weeks later, the researchers found that those people in that first group who had changed their diets had significantly reduced their levels of depression. In fact, a third of the adults in that first group had met the criteria for remission of severe depression compared to only 8% in the social support group. Isn't that incredible? Just by changing their food intake, they were able to dramatically improve and sometimes reverse their depression. Now, the reason I mentioned this study is I think it provides a fantastic example of the impact that food can have on our well-being. You see, the food that we eat has such amazing, varied and surprising impacts on our health, but so much of this nuance is lost if we just reduce it down to calories on a packet and inches on our waistline. Now, that's not to say that maintaining a healthy weight is not important. We'll definitely cover that on another time on this podcast. But I do believe that this over-obsession with body image means that we miss out on so much of what food can do for us. That's why we're talking about nourishment and not diet. Food is information for the body. It can impact levels of inflammation. It has the ability to switch genes on or off and can also send messages to our immune system. So once we learn how to harness the incredible power of food, we can instantaneously make a big difference to our physical and our mental health. This week on Built to Thrive, we're going to be exploring some of the wonderful things that food can do for your body and your mind. And when it comes to foods, you'll see that your body and mind can work as one. As I've already mentioned, food is not just fuel, it's also information. And have you ever heard of something called the gut-brain axis? Well, it's a relatively new term that's used to describe the way in which your gut and your brain communicate with each other. Now, you're probably used to the idea that your brain communicates with your gut. I'll give an example. Let's say you were a student and you feel really stressed and anxious about an exam. Sometimes when that happens, we get symptoms in our gut. We have an urge to use the toilet. That's basically stress coming into your brain and traveling down to your gut. But what's not known as commonly is that messages from your gut can start to move up to your brain. So the food choices you make can actually send either stress signals up to your brain or calm signals. So 
How is it that messages from our gut send signals out to our brain? Well, there's many ways in which that happens. Some information is passed in messenger cells called cytokines that travel in the blood from the gut to the brain. Some information travels through this network called the lymphatic system. And some travels via the longest nerve in the body, the vagus nerve. But one of the mechanisms through which food sends signals up to your brain is via something called the gut microbiome. Now, you may have heard of this in the media or online. And basically, the gut microbiome is the name we give to the trillions of bugs that live inside us, as well as their genetic material. And the health of our gut microbiome is heavily influenced by the quality of the foods that we eat. Now, before I get carried away and give you a full-blown anatomy lesson, let me just say that although these biological systems may sound complicated, learning to work with them is actually very, very simple. And that's what I'm going to share with you this week. Some super simple, yet extremely effective tips for nourishing your body and keeping those gut bugs happy. We'll build up throughout the week, but let's start today with an easy thought experiment. Ask yourself this. What words would you choose to describe the way you currently eat? See if any of these fit for you. Good, bad, restrictive, abundant, sweet, salty, colorful, beige, expensive, cheap, simple, complicated, exciting, upsetting, easy, or stressful. Did any of those words strike a chord? Did any of them really, really resonate with you? Is there anything that you think you'd like to change? Well, this week, I want to show you that change is easier than you think. But one last thing before I go today, I want you to think about being really compassionate with yourself this week. There's all kinds of reasons why we may have developed complicated relationships with foods. This week certainly is not about finding more reasons to be self-critical. Instead, I hope it will help open up your mind to the possibilities of diversifying your diet and make you feel excited about mealtimes again. But for today, just have a think about the words you currently associate with foods and then think about how you might like to change that. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll see you back here tomorrow.